0: What's up, my friends? Do you remember NASA space shuttles from the early 80s through the first decade or so of the 2000s and how they would launch with those three launch vessels strapped to them that would act as rockets to propel the space shuttle into outer space? And then eventually, those launch vessels would detach from the shuttle, fall out of the sky, and into the ocean? Well, As a kid, I'd get freaked out imagining some poor whale just migrating along, protecting its calf, fighting off an orca, when all of a sudden the launch vessel comes plummeting out of the sky and lands on the whale, leaving its calf to be the killer whale's lunch. Fortunately, I don't have to worry about that anymore because SpaceX has developed new technology that allows for their reusable launch vessel, the Falcon 9, to land on a drone ship at sea, giving Mama Whale a fighting chance. I'm going to talk about that and more because this episode of the podcast is all about launch America and T-minus 3, 2, 1, let's do it. Well, I might have been excited to watch NASA and SpaceX team up to send astronauts back into space last month, but as for my youngest daughter, she wasn't too excited about it. She was a little freaked out about watching the launch. I had to convince her that E.T. was not going to get the rocket ship before she would commit to watching. Apparently my daughter has a fear of E.T. after only seeing the movie trailer. My wife also has the same childhood fear of E.T. so it's kind of funny that they share that fear. But I don't get it though because for me growing up in the 80's E.T. wasn't scary. And he just waddle around, eat Reese's Pieces, use the force to make Elliot and his friends fly on their bikes? I mean, he, E.T. was technically like the Baby Yoda of my generation. I'm just glad she was only concerned about E.T. getting them, because I didn't want to have to answer if the Reptilians or the Greys might get them. Speaking of Grey Aliens, do you think that if Grey Aliens really exist, that they're offended that we call them Greys? They might be like, hey... Don't call me gray man, it's offensive man. I'm not a gray, I'm an extraterrestrial man. Before you know it, we got a bunch of woke extraterrestrials flying around on spaceships and shit. Anyway, so let's talk about Launch America, the tagline representing a new era of human spaceflight as American astronauts ascend back to the cosmos on American-built rockets launched from American soil. What's different about this era of human spaceflight is that it's part of NASA's commercial crew program. Under the commercial crew program, NASA has partnered with corporations in the American aerospace industry to develop safe, reliable, and cost-effective means of getting humans to low Earth orbit. The companies who NASA partners with work closely with NASA, but the companies own their own hardware and infrastructure and operate independently prior to the commercial Crew Program, NASA would come up with shuttle design and hire a contractor to build a system that met NASA's needs for space travel. The benefit of the Commercial Crew Program is that by NASA partnering with these corporations to focus on development of low-orbit spaceflight systems, it allows NASA to focus on building spacecrafts and rockets for deep space missions that will help achieve the goal of putting men back on the moon by 2024. NASA currently works with two partners under this program, Boeing and SpaceX. I actually think there's a third. I can't remember the name of it, but I think it's the dude who owns Amazon has launched uh, an aerospace company as well. So maybe we're going to get our Amazon packages delivered by rocket ships in the near future. But anyway, this this launch as I said at the top of the podcast was a collaboration between NASA and SpaceX. This made it a little bit more interesting for me because I'm a bit of an Elon Musk fan. I think the dude's fascinating and has some interesting ideas and perspectives. Also, learning about the partnership between SpaceX and the government made me see how easy it was for Elon Musk to give Alameda County the middle finger defying the shelter in place order and reopen his manufacturing plant in Fremont for making Tesla cars. He's like, hey, man, I'm helping America get back to the moon. I'm going to build my cars. Also, from what I've read and kind of understand, it sounds like SpaceX was able to keep their business up and running through the pandemic as well, which makes sense if you're partnering with the government um, to make a trip to space. Now, I hadn't watched any sort of rocket launches, shuttle launches in years. So when I sat down to watch this, I wasn't really sure what to expect. I was surprised to see that the space shuttle ship design has moved away from the shuttle style ships that it talked about at the top of the podcast, and and now we're using the rocket-styled ships, which are kind of, to me, a throwback to the early days of our country's space travel with the Apollo missions. I'm not a rocket scientist, I'm not an expert in this field, and I don't know what the reasons are for going back to this type of system, but damn, I was blown away by the technology, specifically the technology from the Falcon 9, which is the reusable launch vessel. At the beginning of the podcast, I mentioned how the older space shuttles would have launch vessels that would detach from the shuttle and fall into the ocean, later to be retrieved by NASA. Well, the major upgrade with the Falcon 9 launch vessels created by SpaceX is that the launch vessels detach from the shuttle and land on a drone ship at sea or a landing pad, rather than having to fall out of the sky and into the ocean and on a well or to be retrieved out of the water. For this specific launch, the Falcon 9 launch vessel landed on a drone ship at sea, but not without some technical difficulties, which I'm sure the flat earthers and conspiracy theorists had fun with, because the camera cut out right before it landed on the drone ship, and it came back on after landing. But I was curious as to why the camera cut out, and from what I found out afterwards is that the drone ships are in such a remote location At sea that the video feed is broadcasted via satellite and sent up from an antenna on the drone ship. When the Falcon 9 booster with its engines start thrusting to slow down as it gets closer to the ship, it shakes the ship with such a high frequency that it disrupts the satellite feed. The landing is still recorded, and then the video is transferred back later for broadcast. So there's no hoax or conspiracy. SpaceX can land the Falcon 9. There's actually a lot of videos out there online of showing this happening, and it's super cool. I'd highly recommend you go out and just Google video of Falcon 9 drone landing and see how it lands because it's super cool to watch. And um, because this technology exists, you know, Mama Well will never have to worry about a launch vessel crashing down on her again. Well, that'll do it for this episode of the podcast all about Launch America. I hope you enjoyed it, and I'll see you on the next one.